Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I am joined with Lauren Johnson, who is another one of my besties. And Lauren is a news anchor and reporter in Philadelphia. She works at Fox 29, but she's lived in a variety of, you know, states and things like that, being in news. So, Lauren, thank you so, so much. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> it's so fun to have you on um, in this capacity. I know. I'm so excited. I know. All right. So tell everybody, I obviously know, but tell everybody listening, like where you are in your love life state as we speak and what your life is like as a, as a morning anchor reporter. I know. Let's start with that part first, because people are always so completely shocked and surprised by my bedtime and my wake up time. So yeah. My alarm clock goes off during the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 1.30 a.m. 1.30. That's and crazy. so it makes it really, and you know this, Mindy, because there's so many things I can't do because of that, right? So mm. one of them is dating. It's really, really hard to tell a guy, you know, when he says, hey, do you think we can meet at 7? And it's like, oh, it's my bedtime. <laughs> and then the laughs come after that because it's like your bedtime. And it's like, yeah, no joke. I have to go to sleep around 7 o'clock. Um, so that's the time I go to bed. I wake up at one thirty, and then on the weekends when I'm anchoring, I get to quote sleep in. And that's when I wake up around four 20. Mm. Um, I'll snooze sometimes until about four 30 and then I'm up and ready to go for my weekend morning show. So Thursday, Fridays are my days off. And when I'm off, I feel like I want to catch up on my sleep. I have to get everything done because adulting is just hard to do during the week when you're sleep deprived. And then I want to hang out with my friends. So the last thing I want to do, honestly, is go on a date because I feel like they're like too much work. And so I guess the best way to answer your question, then, is that my dating life is non-existent and I'm still single, but happily. I know. I actually am laughing while you're talking because I can totally, I commiserate. I completely attest to everything you're saying and fully agree. So back to your crazy schedule. I, um, for those of you who don't know me listening, I, I back in the day was a news anchor too, not in Philly, but like maintain those nutty hours that Lauren just shared. And Lauren, I remember like, you know, when I was sort of, I don't know, getting asked out or going on dates with people randomly, you know, in, in the city I was living in. You know, during the week was no way. Like, there's, I was getting going to bed way too early, like you. But then on the weekends, I actually didn't work, so I was able to, you know, not have to get up at four a.m. Although I, my body just naturally woke up early. But I remember sitting at Jates. It was like eight p.m. But for me, it felt like midnight, and I'd be like, sort of starting to like not fall asleep on the guy. <laughs> But I was oh definitely God. starting to drift off. 
I mean, well, this is you and I now. I feel like sometimes you get so ambitious with wanting to go out yeah. or wanting to do something. And then you're like, Lauren, I'm tired. Are you mad? I'm like, no, because I completely understand. Like, I get it. Yeah. Um, it's a really hard balance. And for you, you're a mom. I'm not a mother. I mean, I'm a mother of a little furry animal and a creature, but I'm not a mom. So that gives me a little bit more flexibility than you have where I can sneak in naps and, you know, do a little bit less than what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. But it's hard. It really is. And a lot of people will tell you if you're serious about dating, you have to treat dating like a job. So you have to be really serious about it. You have to put in the time and the effort. I guess for me, I'm just not serious about it right now in my life. And I feel like, and you and I've talked about this before, that I would rather it happen organically. So I've never been an online dater. I've never been a person that's like looking for love. I kind of feel like for me in the relationships that I have had, it's been more of a, I've found a person along the way. So I'm on my journey in life and this person just happened to be along that journey in some capacity. And so I sort of would say I bumped into that person along the way Mm -hmm. and then explored that option with them Mm -hmm. and it did or didn't work out, you know? So I don't, I don't see myself as a person who is taking dating maybe as seriously as I should if Because you know what, man? I think I've told you this before, too. I want my life partner, but I'm not necessarily hell-bent on being a mom. So I guess I need to take it a little bit more more seriously if I want to find that person who's going to, quote, spend the rest of my life with me. But for now, I'm just, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and that person can enter your life at any phase. I mean, you can meet that person, you know, like tomorrow, or you can meet them when you're 65, you know, and that's all cool, because you're very content, you're comfortable in your skin. I am too. I totally understand what you're saying. Um, But you do sort of have to Can I tell you a funny story? Yes, please. I think you know it, but let's share it with other people. I love this. So it speaks to your whole, you meet people, you can bump into someone anywhere. Uh Uh-huh. I was um, with my parents down in Atlanta a few months ago, and we were walking around a Costco store. My dad's grabbing all sorts of things, sound bars, nuts, like soap. You know how Costco's laid out. You know what people go in there for. It's like bulk everything. So I, like you, am attracted to all things that sparkle and shine, and I see a jewelry counter. And I'm like, Costco has jewelry? I know. And my mom and I I wander over there. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. We wandered over there, and... I ended up seeing, um, you know, some rings, some earrings, and we were looking, and I'm like, okay, Lauren, you need nothing else sparkly. So my mom's like, well, I want to see these earrings that are in there. Let's ask someone for help. So she starts asking for help. I am, like, tuned into my phone because I'm meeting up with a girlfriend later. We're going to hang out. I'm home for, you know, a big high school reunion. And over wanders this guy to help with my mom. I don't notice him immediately. I hear them talking, and when he walks off, she says, you need to date him. And it was just so funny to me, Mindy, because knowing my mom for who she is, it kind of felt like, wait a minute, has she lost all complete hope in me that she's now trying to like hook me up with a guy <laughs> who's helping her with jewelry in the Costco store? Like she didn't even know him. And it wasn't because, you know, oh my God, I'm beyond, you know, dating anyone who works at Costco. That's not No, of course not. But no, just the right. fact that, you know, she's, she's- had... A pawning you conversation off. with this guy and now she thinks you know i should date him it was just it was really funny. i know what her motivation was she was thinking she could get a like a friends of family discount if they became 
since her and my dad are I know Trish the dish. I know it's Well, here's the deal. Sleep. You also know that she loves all things beautiful. And let's just be honest. He was a very beautiful person. So oh, I don't blame her. But it was funny because it's like you don't walk into a Costco thinking out you're going to walk out with like a love interest. You know? <laughs> That's good. Well, how's it going with Mr. C? Is it anything ever transpire? <laughs> or just friends well, or what? It's funny. We're definitely we still. So that day um, or that night, I should say, I ended up seeing him later that night, which was so funny because he totally was like, I want to see you because your mom says that you're going to leave soon. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so it was really funny to me that he was that bold. And he ended up coming out, meeting up with us, hanging out. And he and I are good friends now, I would say. Um, nothing like no love interest, nothing romantic. Right. But it is still fun to have a new friend that you didn't expect to get, you know, when you're shopping around Costco with your parents. It's so true. Yeah, when you, like, it kind of happens when you like least expect it. Not necessarily mm-hmm. like the love of your life. That can happen too, but just meeting people along yeah. the way. Yeah, it's really, really cool. All right. So when you were dating, like more actively back in your youth, yeah. not that you're old now, but like let's go back yeah. maybe like 10, five years, whatever. Like, let's go back 10 years when we were living in one of your other cities like did you ever did you have some take home like without getting too like detail oriented but we do want to obviously share some dish did you ever um do you have any like experiences that you're carrying now into like into into your life to in i guess today as you're dating or you're meeting people or you're looking to meet somebody um well i'll tell you this story, I think that blows people's mind. When I lived in Memphis, Tennessee, this is a, an example of like, you know, you just meet people along the way. Right. I went to a salon to get my hair done. And after maybe, you know, two or three months, the woman who owned the salon would always say, you know, I love your personality. I love your spirit. You're so beautiful. I think you should meet my son. Mm. And at the time, I might have been Mindy, maybe like, a few months into a contract that I thought at the time would be only two years. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I had no desire to meet anyone because for me, it was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to be here long and I don't want to meet someone. And then I have to up and leave and I'm going to be sad because mm-hmm. maybe we won't be able to be together. So I really had no desire to meet him at all. Mm-hmm. Well, push came to shove. And one day she told him to come to the salon and he did. And we met and five years later, we were together. Wow. Um, And it boiled down, yeah, to exactly what she said or what I thought, which was, you know, me having to make a really tough decision about my career versus love because he owned um, a very established landscaping company in Memphis. And at the time... I was knowing that Memphis was not going to be my last stop in television. And so I was ready to go. And I got a job offer um, to go back to Orlando, which is where I had started my TV career. And so he and I had a lot of tough discussions, a lot of tears, um, a lot of arguments and fights over what do you do next? And in a way, you start to feel like, am I choosing, you know, money or a career over love? Is this the best decision for me? At that time, I was in my, I think, late 20s or early 30s. Mm-hmm. And so you start to feel bad and not really know what exactly you should do. You know, I trusted my gut on that one and said, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be, let's go get this job. And, you know, if he comes around, he does. If he doesn't, then maybe this wasn't the guy that's your forever person. Right. And fast forward now, you know, 12 years after he and I met, we are probably the best of friends. We talk almost every day, if not every day. Um, And it wasn't easy, like to get to that point after we broke up, we had a really hard breakup. And I was single for a very long time afterwards, because I wasn't ready to kind of 
give my heart to someone else yet. And mm-hmm. I think that it's so important to know that about yourself as a woman before you, you know, re-enter a relationship, like sort of broken and mm-hmm. torn apart from something that may not have worked out. So mm-hmm. that's an I just, important I think point, I'd Lauren. Say, I, I, not, I don't want to cut you off. I want to finish your thought, but I want to go back to that as soon as you're done. Cause I have a question about that. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think my best advice to women is that, you know, never count a person out because they may not be a good love interest, but they may be a really good friend. And so that's Mm -hmm. probably my best advice from, Mm -hmm. you know, quote, failed relationships is that sometimes, you know, we hear this quote, you know, good things fall apart, so better things can fall together. And I really do believe that because me and him are very good friends. And, you know, I can call him for, you know, anything at any time. And I know that he'll answer and he'll be there for me. That's awesome. So it wasn't obviously a, a lost cause at, at all. I mean, he's in your life now in the capacity that he probably should be. So you have like a sounding board and a best friend in him and, you know, maybe not best, best, because I know I'm the best. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, yes, like a, a, best, a best, best, I'm kidding, <laughs> a best guy friend. Like that's, that's fantastic. So um, when you were talking about letting your heart mend, and I know a lot of girls, I know a lot of my friends, not you, but other friends that are, you know, single and dating and they have a bad breakup. They're just looking to bounce right into the next relationship because a lot of people think that the best way to heal is to move on to another guy. But hey, that's not the way, right? I know. You and I have talked about this a million times. I think it works for some people. I truly do. So I can't tell people not to do it. For my personality specifically, I'm more of a thinker and I want to like sit and kind of reflect Think about what went right. Think about what went wrong. Could this have gone differently? Was there something different I could have done? So that's kind of how it is for me where I don't want to just jump into the next thing. And then I feel like when you do that, you're kind of like creating another person that becomes collateral damage. So this person doesn't know that they're meeting you on the back end of a really bad breakup or, you know, whether it was good or bad in the breakup they're meeting you and you're on the back end of a lot of feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. And so you draw this person into your world and this may or may not be someone that's going to be in your life for a long time, but they don't know it. So you're blindly pulling them into your sort of mess. And I don't think that's fair because I don't want anyone to do it to me. So I do think it's so important to kind of like push pause and just look back at your relationship and think, you know, did this start right? Were there things along the way that I could have done differently? Because then I feel like when you go into your next relationship, if and when that comes, you're going in with like a clear head, a clean slate, and you know what you should and shouldn't be doing this time around. I agree. And you're taking some of the lessons that you've learned along the way because you've had time to reflect. And, you know, you're still, I mean, depending on the relationship, obviously every relationship is different. But nine times out of ten, most relationships still end and there's still feelings there. But, you know, you're not, they're not like open wounds, if you will. So that's good. All right. So I have some fun, like, little pieces of advice that we collected from Cosmopolitan that were tips from men. So I wanted to find out if you agree or disagree. And I will weigh in. Oh, God. The men have something to say. Oh, yeah. Let's hear what they have to say. All right. So Steve M. as in Mindy says, please don't assume (laughs) that we're going to the nicest restaurant in the city because I won't take you there. I'll take you to a dive bar with amazing burgers just to see how you react. What do you think? Do you think that the guy should like court you and woo you and off out of the gate? Or do you think that he should take you to like a like a sleazy place. <laughs> I'm going to say I agree with Steve M. And a lot of women will be like, wait, what, Lauren? Here's why. 
I don't think your first date needs to be the best date of your life. I don't think you need to have your socks blown off. I don't think he needs to try to impress you and like, you know, swipe the card for hundreds of dollars. You don't know what the first date's going to be like. <laughs> you and I have talked about this. I've been on a plenty of first and last dates. And so <laughs> I think he's right. Go to a fun bar, go to a fun environment. That way, if the conversation's bad, you know what? You might be able to say, you know what? This isn't working. You can, you know, mosey your way over to the bar and you could meet other people, a good friend, have a good night or go home. I definitely don't think the first date needs to be, you know, expensive. You know, you dressing up like you're going to the opera and then him trying to put on all the like, bells and whistles to impress you like no i'm with i agree and i think it also is more fun if you can just be casual and like be yourself um so where totally where did the memphis guy take you on your first date do you remember oh my god i have no idea that's a good question man let me see that Um, (laughs) okay we have to tell me i don't even remember but you know what i do remember and this is what i've i've done i think a plenty of times i do remember that the first time we did go out it was not just he and i So one of my girlfriends and I had plans maybe, and I think he asked me, did I want to go out? And instead of saying no, I did say, you know what? I already have plans tonight with my girlfriend, but I'd love for you to meet her because she's someone I hang hang out with a lot. And so it's good for you guys to know each other if you and I are going to be whatever. So he came along and met us, which I think also takes a little bit of the pressure off. And then here's the deal, man. If I meet someone that you're dating or you meet someone I'm dating, first impression and I'm like, men don't like them. It's easier for you to walk away than if you've been on several dates with him and then I meet him and say, oh, man, there's something about him that I just don't like. That's right. That's good advice. No, I fully agree with that. Totally. You have like a second. I think it also takes the pressure off everyone. Like you're not like trying to impress anyone because you're all just going to have fun that night. I I think that's awesome. I, I love that idea. Okay, so Orlando O as in the O says, okay. please, please don't compare us to your exes out loud or even in your head. Sometimes horror stories about them can make for fun discussion, but I don't ever bring up your ex to conversation if it's not called for. What do you think about that? I agree. I mean, I don't think, okay, so to tell someone not to bring it up in your head, like you can't control that. No, but no. I do think that um, I understand what he means. I think that women have to let go. And again, men, don't you think that falls into the line of don't date too soon? Because if you're breaking up with someone and three weeks later, you're on your first date, the minute this guy does something that reminds you of your ex, you're going to blurt it out because you're not healed and you're not ready. So I get what he's saying. But let's be real clear, men. I think that men do this a little bit more than women um, in that space. I've heard so many men bring up my ex, my ex, she used to do this, she used to do that, whether it's good or bad. So I don't think it's a man or woman thing. I think it's um, across genders. I think we all are guilty of it. Right. But it is it is best practice to leave the ex out of the new situation. I agree. I think like there's no reason to really talk about it. I mean, I it depends on the conversation and what the flow is like. Sometimes though, I will say it's it sets a tone for their experiences. So maybe not the first date, maybe not even the second date, but at some point, I do kind of want to know a little bit about their backstory with exes. Not like all the nitty gritty details, but like if they were married, why did why basically did it fall apart? I mean, did they cheat? Did there was or this happened like I think because it's you carry that with you through life right it's part of your you're totally right about that I have a girlfriend that lives in DC and I talk to her all the time about dating we talk you know I laugh at her story she shares them because she knows I'm gonna laugh hard and so she dated a guy and he was divorced but it was like only it had only been maybe like a year that he was married and so it makes you wonder, right? Like if it only lasted a year, what went wrong? What happened? Was it the wrong person? Did they kind of dive into things too fast? 
And so I would ask her questions and I'm sure it's part of the reporter in me that was just a little too inquisitive. Mm-hmm. And she would say, Lauren, I didn't ask him because I don't really want to know. And I, I would think know. she was crazy, man, because I'm like, yeah. how do you not want to know about a person that you might be spending a lot of time with yeah. why his last relationship fell apart? I think that's so important. No, I know. I was I was once dating a guy that was married. I think you might know the story. That was married three times and engaged once. I, I was, <laughs> wow. And I was so like, tell like, me about each relationship. <laughs> I was like, I'm a serial relationship guy. That's sort of how he started the combo. Yeah. Yeah, but like that almost like it's a little bit of a red flag. Okay, so yeah. here's another one. Think like a man. And this is from Sam M. If a girl and I end up hooking up quickly, it doesn't necessarily mean that I've written her off. All she needs to do is maintain my interest. And that's awesome. So I know a lot of people have rules um, in terms of when they get to get to know someone, if you will. So um, what is your, like, I'm not asking you to dish about what you do if you were dating, but like, what, what do you think about that? Do you think that there's any right or wrong way to be? Listen, everybody has their thing, right? Um, For me personally, and I can say it proudly, I've never been a one night stander. I've never been a sleep with a guy on the first date kind of girl either. I just think it's a little too soon, but that's me. So I'm not here to judge anyone who does it. Um, I just know for me, I, when I fall for a person, I fall really hard. So I don't want to fall for you. And then now I'm connected to you in that way, like a little bit more emotionally than I really wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So I, I agree with him that it doesn't mean that I'm not into you. So a lot of people read into it, right? So women have slept with guys in the first date and then they don't call. And then the girls are freaking out. I know I should have never slept with him. He's not calling because of that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that. But you do have to know it could mean that. So if you don't want that to be the reality, I would just say hold off. I know when sparks fly, they fly. But, you know, sometimes you got to just like let them fly and and hold (laughs) off on that. Let them fly and they'll eventually just extinguish themselves, right? Yeah. Or if they don't. (laughs) You'll have that little burn that doesn't go away. And then there's plenty of time for that, right? Exactly. It adds excitement. So when you actually do do something more than it's extra special, I am totally on the same page. Okay. So now we're at the other section where I want to talk about how to wrap up a date that is not going well. Or what do you do, like, if they continue to, like, reach out and you didn't like them after, like, a first date? Like, what would you say is the best thing? A lot of people, I think, today with texting can just, quote, ghost a person, but that's kind of mean but then i don't necessarily think that you have to go through this on after a date go through this whole drawn out breakup with somebody either so what do you think about that lauren um i think that both people as consenting adults and people that are of this age you and i are old enough you know if a date went well you know if a person wants to see you again or you know if a person's like you know what i don't really care to talk to you or hear from you again i think you have to like tap into your inner self-awareness for that and kind of figure out you know what this didn't go well last night so i probably should sort of just let this ride itself out um i have a funny story when i first moved to philadelphia Someone at work tried to hook me up with a guy that she'd gone to high school with. So she hadn't seen him or known him in quite some time, but she thought that he would be a fun guy for me to go on a date with. Mm-hmm. We get to this. So the first part of it that he asked me a million times where I wanted to go and tried to sort of make me pick the restaurant. Fully aware I was new to Philly. Like, dude, you can't find a restaurant for us to go to. Anyway, <laughs> we decided on a sushi spot in Fairmount in Philadelphia. 
And we met there. He asked if he could come pick me up a million times before the date. Absolutely not. No, um, so I agree. I agree. Can we just stop there for a second? Why do yes. you not like that? I hate that too. I don't want them knowing where they live. I want to have control exactly. of my own car to get the heck out. Or if I'm in the city in New York, yes. like I'm taking an Uber, like I'm going and leaving. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. No, you're not coming to pick me up. You do not need to know where I live. None of that. So no, we met at this restaurant. Okay. We get to the sushi restaurant, man. And I guess it's during the like, get to know you sort of part of the conversation And I think he asked me about movies. This was like five years ago, so Mm -hmm. I kind of forget the details. But he said, have you ever seen, and I think it was a Denzel Washington movie, and Denzel Washington was a pilot or something. So he stands up in the middle of this sushi restaurant to act out the scene, (laughs) and he knocks over, (laughs) he knocks over, like he bumps the table the cups of water that are on the table fall over <laughs> crying. and like spill oh all God. over me. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Check please. I knew at- <laughs> that moment, man. Oh my God. I knew this was not, I was like, there's not going to be a second date and I need to figure out how I can get up and get away from this date. Um, oh and I did but after the end of it, I never called him back, but guess what? He knew where I worked and he knew <gasps> that he could turn on the TV and watch me. So he would watch me and then send me screenshots oh in text messages to tell me that he knew that I was winking at him or that that comment was for him or, oh you know, God. oh my gosh, it was one of the worst dating experiences I've ever had. But it to sounds like you had to end shorter, up in the police department for a restraining order. Oh my, oh my God. I finally decided, I said, you know what? If I just don't respond to anything anymore, he'll get the point. And that's literally what I had to do. And I know it's a little bit of ghosting, right? But I feel like when you don't get the hint, when I'm like, no, you know, we're not going to go out again. No, that wasn't about you. No. You know, when they keep going on and on and on at some point, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to have to tell this guy by being silent that this is not anything else I'm interested in. Exactly. I mean, all else fails. There's always the block button. Right? Oh my gosh. I need to use it more. <laughs> oh my God. It's so crazy. Yes. So funny, Lauren. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yes. I do you have any advice for our listeners out there as you're super confident and you're so th- comfortable in your own skin and you know the the show's called the race for the ring but the truth is we're all in our own race and the race is really about loving ourselves. So, what pieces of advice do you have for everybody out there? Well, I like the title, uh, being a former runner. I love Ooh. the fact that race is a part of the title. And we all know this because people say this. It's never really, it's just not a sprint. It's sort of a marathon. That's how life is. It's a journey. And so don't, don't rush yourself. Don't push yourself. Don't let society put labels on you and make you think you're running out of time. I mean, as women, I know we do have that internal clock that we kind of have to deal with. But sometimes I think trust your gut more than we do as women. And you know what? Motherhood may not be for everyone, so don't settle for a relationship to try to become a mom. Maybe you can adopt. I'm big on that. I tutor kids, you know, once a week in North Philadelphia and fall in love with them more and more every week. And sometimes I feel like, you know what, there could be a kid out there who needs my love that I don't have to birth. So I just think that we need to be easier on ourselves as women and then trust our gut a little bit more than we sometimes do. Such great advice, Lauren. Thank you so much. You are so wonderful. I oh love my God, you're you. so welcome. I love you. Okay, love you too. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.